couldn't talk about a subject that I love more. I'm bound to cry because I love this subject. But you'll have to bear with me. I'm going to push through anyway. But uh, before we start, has anybody ever had a message come through to them like one that I had? I'm going to read it to you. Let's see how many. We'll have a show of hands. See how many people have had a message like this. This was an email. I am contacting you in regards to a deceased client who died in an auto accident in Ghana in 2005. He has the same last name as you. And this dead man has left $22 million, US dollars, and no known relatives. You have the same name, so you are his next of kin. <laughs> Send me 10,000 US dollars, and I will do the necessary admin for you, and we will split it 50-50. <laughs> How many people have had emails like that? How many people sent their $10,000? Did you put your hand up? <laughs> Darn it, I wonder where that had all gone. When we get messages, isn't it important who the message comes from? Immediately I get a message from somebody I don't know in Ghana, where I've never been. It doesn't carry much weight for me. But if I get a message from somebody I know, somebody I trust, somebody I know has got that kind of money and is actually willing to share it with me, I'm going to send the $10,000 because I know that that's real. And that's what we're going to have a quick look at this morning is who's sending us a message this morning and who is it that's sending it? What's the message say and how much can we trust that message. It's coming from God. It's coming from the God of the entire universe. Here's a little snippet of what the Bible says he's like. He has got all authority. He's got all glory. He's got all sovereign power. All peoples, all nations, all men of every language worship him. His dominion, that means his kingdom, his dominion will never pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Now, if we get a message from somebody like that, I think we'd do him a service to listen to it, wouldn't we? So for just for the next 15 minutes or so, we're just going to listen to the message that a God like that has sent to us. Now, messages come in words, don't they? And God spoke at the very beginning of everything. Everything that we are, everything that we see in the world, in the universe, came about because God spoke. He spoke words and things came into being. That's how powerful God's words are. He only has to speak and things happen. Power happens. I would suggest to you this morning that God has spoken a second time. He spoke once to create everything, but he has spoken to us a second time. 
And those words come as an invitation to us. These, the first words produce life. The second word produces eternal life. It produces love in us. There is so much love in this message. And you know, we all... <laughs> Stop it, Eddie, you'll set me off. We all want to be loved, don't we? When everything else is stripped away in our lives, bottom line, foundation layer, we want to be loved. We want to be accepted for who we are. We want to be valued. We want to mean something. And so the message that God gives us is a message of love. Absolute, unconditional love poured out over us now, tomorrow, every day that we draw a breath. That's the kind of message that we're listening to. But this message, this invitation, these words have come as a solution to a problem that we've got. And the problem that we've got, the problem that God looked at and said, that is a problem. They're not going to be able to solve this one. I'm going to have to solve this one. The problem that God looked at was a massive chasm between us and him. We're on one side, he's on the other. And there is no way to get across. Now, many of us have spent years trying. I have. You know, we've, we've, we've tried praying at night. I tried that for years, praying at night. Uh, going to church on occasion. We've tried cleaning up our lives a little bit and trying to be nicer, maybe trying a bit, bit more generous. We've tried all sorts of things to get across the chasm because there's something in us that actually wants to know if there's a God or not. We want to know. We want to know that. And so we, we've tried everything to get across this chasm to see if there's a God. And all of our very best efforts, the best people in the world, their best efforts have been like chucking pebbles into the edge of the chasm. They've not even reached the middle, let alone bounced off the other side. They've not come near. And you know, even though we spend years trying, in our hearts... We know that's true. We know that it's just been pebbles over the edge and it's not helped. It's not got us any nearer to God. And the problem is, when you go on for years like that, trying, trying, trying to find out if there's a God or not, finding out what you're here for, finding out what your destiny is, the problem is, if you constantly just throwing pebbles over the edge, you get really disillusioned. And the emptiness inside becomes so much more in focus. We become really aware of the emptiness inside. Then if you carry on like that, what that leads to is actually you just end up angry. And you stay angry long enough and that turns into bitterness. And what you're saying in your head is you're saying, well, if there is a God... He hasn't done anything for me. He hasn't come and sorted my mess out. He's never come down to me. Therefore, I choose that there is no God. 
That's a result of just disappointment. Disappointment that you've tried and felt like you've got nowhere. But what if, what if God is saying back to you, when you say to God, come down, let me see you, sort out my mess, what if God's response to you is, I'm not going to come into your mess, but I invite you to come out of your mess and come and be with me. What if that's the kind of conversation that you haven't tuned into yet? Uh, My prayer is that this morning you tune in to a conversation like that between you and God where he's saying that to you. What if he's saying to you, I've provided a way for you to come over that chasm and for you to know me. But I'm not going to come over there. Why not you come over here to where I am? Because if you come over to where I am, I'm going to restore your mess. I am going to make something beautiful with your life. And you and me, this is God speaking, you and me, we will walk together into your future. And we will leave your past behind you. So that is God's invitation to you. He's saying to you, I have provided a way across that chasm and I'm inviting you to come across it. And the way that I picture it is like a bridge. There is a bridge that has been built across the chasm. But let's have a look first. What is this chasm? What's causing this chasm? Have a look at the gap in your life between you and knowing God. What's in there? What is creating this gap? It's going to be stuff you've done that you are just so ashamed about. It's going to be stuff that's been done to you that you are so ashamed about. It's going to be stuff that you should have done that you didn't. It's stuff that other people should have done for you and they didn't. Maybe it was protection that you needed and you weren't given it. What is in that chasm? What is between you and knowing God? And then think again, how far have your efforts got you to get over all of that, to get over it and to move on? Picture again that chasm and see, maybe for the first time, maybe you've seen this before, see how many bridges are across that chasm. And be honest with yourself, you've searched for years, you've looked for bridges across that chasm and you are no nearer God than when you started. But have a look now, there is one bridge across that chasm. Not one that you've built, but one that God has built and put there for you. There's one bridge. And do you know that bridge has got a name? Sorry. That bridge has got a name. It's the sweetest name in all the world to me. Because do you know why? Because I have crossed that bridge. I've come over that chasm. And I have moved out of my mess, which is now getting cleared. It's a work in progress. And I have now stepped into everything 
that is on the other side. I haven't stayed on the bridge. I've moved in, into what God has got for me on the other side. What does that mean? That means that I've crossed into freedom. I've crossed into identity. I know who I am. I know why I'm here. I've stepped into a relationship with God, and I have found him to be my father. So we step out of something, we go into something, and it's across the bridge. The people that are getting baptised today, they have walked across this bridge. They have committed their lives to this name of the bridge. And what they are doing today, they are acting out what has happened to them. They have walked across the bridge. They've stepped into all that God has got for them, and it's all there. Now, is that only for them? There's a verse in the Bible, and and it's in uh, John's Gospel, and it says, I am... No, sorry, wrong one. It says, For God so loved the world that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Do you know that verse is describing this bridge? You stay on your side of the chasm, you stay there, you perish. You cross over to the other side and you enter into life. And this is what God's got for you. Now you might say to me, well this is not for me, I am, my skin's the wrong colour, I live the wrong side of town, I'm the wrong age. I'm in the wrong situation of life. This is not for me. But let's listen again. What does it say? It says, whoever. Whoever. Are you a whoever? Really bad English, but are you a whoever? Then you fit. This verse is true for you. Now, what is this name? What's the name of this bridge? What is this name that can promise you that if you cross over, you will enter into life, that it can promise you that you will enter into freedom, that it promises you that you will enter into a relationship with God as Father. What is this name? Many of us know it. It's the best name of all. Jesus. Jesus. He's the only bridge across this chasm. You can search till you die. You will not find another one. He is it. Because God has laid it, not you. Now this entry onto this bridge is free. You can do it right now. You can do it today. It's free to you. It costs you nothing. But it doesn't come without a cost. And we've been singing about that all morning. All the songs have been about the cost. It costs God to build this bridge, everything. He only had one son, Jesus, and it cost him his son. He allowed his son to be destroyed on the cross into the grave in order that we have a bridge across this chasm. So it costs God everything. It costs you nothing. It's free. But you might say to me, well, yeah, I've heard this before and I fully intend to respond to Jesus one day. 
There's also a verse in the Bible and it says, now is the day of salvation. Today is a day that you can make a decision. Tomorrow, can you make a decision tomorrow? Maybe. But we don't know, do we? We don't know for sure that we've got tomorrow. But we know we've got today. We know now is a good day. Now, God's invitation is not just words. It's backed up by action. He says it's done, it's finished, and this is real. And you can have this. Our response, we respond with words too. Words are so important. But our words need to be followed up by action too. And that's where the, um, the baptisms today are just fantastic. Because what's happened is that Carol and Robin, they have crossed this bridge. They've said, we belong to Jesus now. Everything in our lives belongs to Jesus. And now we're going to invite our family and friends here and we're going to say to them, this is who we are. We belong to Jesus now. They're following up their words with actions. And if they've invited you here today, it's because they would love you to know this for yourself. You might say to me, I'm hearing everything you're saying. There's something in me that responds to Jesus. But I just can't change. I just can't be different. I've been too long in my mess. I've been too long just surviving or, you know, grappling with addiction or whatever it might be that is in your mess. And the the fact is, you're right, you can't change You can't suddenly today decide, I'll be a Christian and I'll be good from now on. That will last possibly 30 seconds before you have your first bad thought and then it's all downhill from there. You can't clean up your own life. But when you put your foot on that bridge of Jesus, at that moment, you change inside. And... It's not that you don't, it's not that you're not yourself anymore. You become more yourself than you've ever been before. Your personality has a chance to shine. Your sense of humor has a chance to shine. All the gifts and abilities that were putting you at birth have a chance to shine. But what does change is the motives of your heart. What does change is the focus of your affections. You suddenly find you've got a love for God that was not there before. You have a love for other people that wasn't there before. You find that there's a motivation in you. I remember years ago, we had a guy who came to the Alpha course and and he said, uh, he'd just become a Christian one week, he came back the next week and he said, um, do you know, I went to the shop, he said, to buy a birthday card in the week, he said, I've always bought rude birthday cards. And he said, I just couldn't do it. He said, I found myself looking at flowers. (laughs) Now, that wasn't a conscious decision. He didn't say, right, Jesus, I give my life to you. I cross the bridge. Oh, by the way, I won't buy dirty cards anymore. No, that just came up from within him. It was a natural product of what was happening in him without him trying So God says to you today, 
Here is the bridge. Here is my son, Jesus. Where are you? Where are you? Are you your side of the chasm? Are you standing right by the bridge, wanting to cross? Are you a Christian who has crossed the bridge and is on the other side? Where are you? God will say to you, where are you? Choose today to step across Jesus, to step into Jesus, and your life will take off. Not because you do anything, but because you're on another side. And over there is all this provision. You might say to me, I have wanted to become a Christian for ages, but I'm so afraid of doing it because I fear that I will step over this chasm and I will drop. And I will be ridiculed. I'll, you know, there'll be nothing there to catch me. God won't turn up. I'm just fearful about it. Many of us have been in that position. And this is what's called a step of faith. You reach the point where you think, live or die, I have to step forward. I have to respond to Jesus because in my heart, I just, I've got to know him. And I don't care if people ridicule me. I don't care what happens next, but I have to respond. Is that you this morning? Are you at that place? My prayer is that you are and that you will realise today is your day. Now is your moment. So I want to give you that opportunity. I want to give you a chance to respond. I want to help you put your foot on that bridge. So what I propose that we do is that I am going to actually now pray a prayer. These are the words that actually is your response to the bridge. I'm going to pray a prayer where you're saying, I'm so sorry for my mess on this side of the chasm, and I choose to come across Jesus and enter into all that you, God my Father, have for me. I'm sorry for my mess. I'm taking all of that. Okay, so that's the prayer that I'm going to pray. And what I suggest is, if that's you, if, you, if there's something in you, it's just saying, I've got to do this today, then you copy my prayer. I will give a pause between each line, and you can copy it in your mind. If you're really, really brave, say it out loud. If you're not a sort of person that would speak out loud anywhere, <laughs> then say it in your head, but it does need to be followed up by action. That would be your words, but we need some action. So your action could be you tell somebody today that you prayed that prayer, that you're a Christian. Maybe while everybody's getting baptised, you just turn to the person next to you and say, guess what? You won't need to say anything else. They will fill in the blanks for you. <laughs> All right? So that's really easy. Okay? So if you wouldn't mind, why don't we just close our eyes and just have that moment together? So, Lord Jesus, we thank you, I thank you, for dying on the cross for me. I thank you that you have taken all my mess, all my sin, everything that fills that chasm. You've taken it on yourself and you have become the way to God for me. And I choose now to leave behind my mess and I choose to walk through you into a new relationship with God. I accept everything you've done for me. 
and I receive everything you've got for me. I receive this new life. I receive your freedom. I receive forgiveness for sins. I receive this new relationship with God as my Father. And I say that I will follow you all the days of my life and give you all the glory and all the praise. Amen. So if that was your moment, if this was your day, don't forget to turn to somebody and say, guess what? Thank you.